Hi everyone, welcome back to Crew Chats with Jen. Um, it's been a long time. It's been, uh, we've had a bit of a hiatus since our last episode, and I'm happy to say that I have Sydney back as my next guest. So <laughs> Sydney, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Sydney Colburn. I am a fourth year senior um, at UCSD. So I'm a double major. Um, I'm majoring in linguistics and history. Okay. And I've done, technically I have a minor in ASL, but it's not on the transcript. Oh, okay. So. Sydney, let's get started and we're going to talk about kind of your background as an athlete and how you got into rowing. So my first question for you is what was your athletic background before rowing? Um, I've been an athlete my entire life. I've been in soccer or I was in soccer like, you know, like the little peewee soccer yes. with the little fold up nets. <laughs> yes. and, like I did soccer at the YMCA mm-hmm. and like when I was like seven, I joined um, a karate dojo got my black belt in middle school in karate yeah and about that same time I was like really bored with both sports and I just I needed I needed something different to do mm-hmm. um, so I quit both and then my mom was like yeah you need to not be in the house <laughs> so my best friend at the time was was rowing mm-hmm. doing just like once a week you get out in a boat and screw around um, I was like, ah, sure, I'll try that. And then I never left. <laughs> wow. So, okay, what age did you start that, that was, program? I was 14. That was so the freshman? spring of eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Wow, eighth grade. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I always thought that, like, people only started in um, high school. And I remember talking to Erica, and she said she started in eighth grade, too. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't know how you're still doing this. <laughs> this is a, this is a good so question. Many years. Um, okay, so I did some light research oh. before conducting this interview, and I saw on like the website that mm-hmm. it said you had a black belt in Shudokan karate. Am I Shudokan. saying that? Shudokan. Shudokan. Yeah. Okay, you have a black belt. I do. Can you talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think it was like fairly easy in Uh my dojo to get a black belt like you just kind of had to like do okay yeah and it was a lot of like memorization which I'm good at Uh the hardest part of that was red belt training so Uh you're a red belt for like a year and you have to like for your black belt test you have to do like 10 um straight punch defenses and 10 Mm -hmm. choke defenses and 10 hook punch defenses and you have to like show all of this kata which is like an imaginary fight Mm -hmm. so like you're showing like how you would fight all of these different people and it was a year of red belt training and then I luckily ended up passing my black belt test on my first attempt and then after black belt there's like a whole bunch of other stuff you can do like that's really that's like not the end of the training Mm -hmm. it's really the beginning okay but like there's not as much structure okay and I really like (laughs) I need the structure okay so I just got really bored and I left oh I see Okay. But it was a really cool experience. It taught me a lot about yeah. like dedication and how much um, like knowledge and practice goes into being good at something. Yeah. Could you like beat someone up? I mean, <laughs> probably. Okay. My next question for you is, was your connection to rowing instant or do you think it took some time to develop a love for it? Um, I'm pretty sure it was instant. Like mm-hmm. it was so long ago that I like truly don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like why I stuck around yeah like I really just like looking back I I it just is rowing like Mm -hmm. I just I started and then I didn't stop I've always loved the water Mm -hmm. and I love being in the water and around the water and like this is a fun story but like my mom's a big gardener Uh and so when she would water the plants I always made her water my feet (laughs) there's like pictures of me as a kid like 
with her watering my toes. So yeah, I just, I love the water and it was like such a different sport from anything I had done. And I got to do it with my friend and Mm -hmm. I made friends with other people on, that were doing it with me. And it was just, I don't know, it was just a really good time. So one thing about you is Mm -hmm. that you're one of the co-captains of our team. And so I would love to talk about kind of what your experience has been with that. So like what kind of responsibilities do you have as a captain of this team? Because Mm -hmm. I know with every team it looks a little bit different. So yeah. Um, It's definitely, it's been a huge challenge. It's like a lot of work and especially like the difference between last year's team and this year's team. It's Uh been so different. Last year we didn't really get to do anything and like I didn't have to plan any events and Mm -hmm. it was really just like hey, remember we have a meeting today. Hey, let's go put launches in. I felt like a leader, but not like I had like a different role than I normally would, mm-hmm. right? And then this year, oh my God, this year yeah. was, I feel like I'm like always thinking three weeks ahead and uh-huh. I have to plan all of these things. And yeah. there was so much more logistical stuff yeah. at the beginning of this year. Like, when can we practice? Who who do I need to talk to to make sure they have paperwork in? It was There was just so much more that was like, so much more work that I had to do that, wasn't a thing last year yeah um but it's I love being captain I think Mm -hmm. it's super rewarding I've always been kind of a leadery person Mm -hmm. and it like brings me purpose to have a purpose yeah okay and I remember okay so thinking back to like my freshman year right so like I remember being a novice on the team walking on and I was like I remember being intimidated by like the whole team and I was like uh, the only people I feel like I would really talk to was people in my novice class. Right. And I was like, but I felt like the two other people that I talked to was like Kaylin and you. Right. Because I was like, well, yeah, Sydney's always really nice, like Aww. really welcoming, actually made me feel like I was a part of like the bigger team as a whole, not just like, oh, the novices over there. Oh, I'm so, so I feel glad. Like, yeah, that theme of leadership, like I can really see how that has like shined through you over the past four years. So you should be really proud Thank of yourself. Thank you. But okay, so another question I have for you is, so you said this year you've had to do a lot of logistical stuff. Right. Do you feel like that's something you enjoy or something that you felt like was your strong suit in the past or has that been like a learning experience? It's definitely been a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who like knows me as a student knows that I'm like a huge procrastinator. Okay. (laughs) Like I'm a terrible student. Uh Um, You're not a terrible (laughs) student. You go to UCSD, so... Uh, it's because I'm good at taking tests. <laughs> so it's definitely been like, I have like on my calendar, remind people about this, yeah. like tell people about this, talk mm-hmm. to Andy about this, yeah. talk to Colin about this. It also has helped that like Andy and I set up um, like bi-weekly meetings with Colin right. to like, okay. okay, what do we need this week? Okay, what do you need this week? Okay, let's match those up. Yeah. And so it's like, it's easier to keep myself like on task and like, mm-hmm ready to make sure that everyone else knows what's going on yeah it's definitely been a learning experience it's just different it is yeah how would you describe the dynamic of like being a co-captain like with you and Andy how do you guys work together we work amazingly together Mm -hmm. I love Andy so much we're both very like we're both pretty easygoing Mm -hmm. so it's really easy to just be like hey, what do you want to do about this? Well, I think this. Yeah, Yeah. okay, what if we did that with this? Mm-hmm. Great, done. And it's just, it just is. Yeah. And we agree on, like, we have a lot of the same feelings about mm-hmm. different aspects of team management, and it's yeah. just, I don't know, we just work well together. Who are some leaders that you look to as examples of how to lead? I don't know 
that I necessarily look to people mm-hmm. for how to lead. Mm-hmm. I think I do. I take my ex- from my experience, like on other teams and with other people, to say like, okay, this is what I liked. This is what I don't like. I felt really isolated in my high school team, and so I make a point now of like making sure everyone feels included, making sure mm-hmm. I'm talking to everyone. Yeah. Um, I take the, like one thing I love about Colin's coaching is like he's very easygoing. He talks a lot about Ted Lasso, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, he reminds me a lot yeah. of Ted Lasso. He's fun and, and approachable, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, he has that like get after it energy. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't take the sport too seriously. Yeah. Like obviously. Obviously, he takes it well, very seriously. I feel like sometimes I'm like, wow, college is <laughs> very serious. Right, at right, this right, moment. right, right. And it's like an out of character yeah, moment, yeah. you know? But he, like, I've heard of coaches who are like, yeah, you don't get to do anything but rowing. No, you have rowing yeah. in the morning and rowing in the afternoon, and you're going to row all day, every day, and that's all you get to think about. And uh-huh. I really appreciate that Colin's like, yeah, you're a rower, but you're also a person. Totally. And so you're going to do your rowing, and then you're going to go be a person. And mm-hmm. I really. I really like that aspect yeah. of his, um, like, approach to yeah. being a coach. I couldn't survive in a team no. that was like, this is your whole life. Nope. No, no. How do you think the leadership has changed on this team over the past four years? Andy and I actually talked about this a lot, and we were like, okay, we're shifting to D1. We have more mm-hmm. people who started fast yeah. and are still fast. Yeah. Um, so we need to make a point of, like, being vocal as well as being mm-hmm. a leader by example and yeah. I think I think we've done a pretty good job of that mm-hmm. of like we we wanted to say like set an example of like this is how our team is mm-hmm. you can come in and be whoever you want to be but this is what our team is yeah I think that's done a lot for team culture I think so far our team is amazing mm-hmm. and like everyone's really nice to each other yeah <laughs> which is I like agree. a blessing yeah it's so true yeah, because, well, it's funny because I hear stories of people from high school and they'll be like, oh, at my high school club, everybody was at each other's throats like yep. all day long and it was awful and people hated each other. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're taking all these people from their high school clubs yep. and like this environment, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so I think another thing that I've noticed and I, I yeah, I want to see what you think of this, but mm-hmm. I feel like over the years, like our team has become a lot more... I guess inclusive or I feel like I don't know like I remember when I was a freshman this is not shade to anyone but I just (laughs) remember feeling like sometimes I kind of doubted like oh am I really a member of this team and yeah I kind of feel like I didn't talk to everyone on the team it was like I had my few people but I feel like over the years it's really become like everybody talks to everyone yeah and um we all build each other up no matter if you're a senior or a freshman yeah so I like really made a point of reaching out to the freshmen and being like okay I'm an upperclassman I'm the captain Mm -hmm. let's talk to you let's make sure I know you as a person and know what you're looking for what your aspirations are so I can make sure that you feel included on the team and Mm -hmm. I think that helped a lot I think last year's freshmen are really well incorporated into the team it wasn't yeah it's not just like oh in this upper class yeah but um I think this year's freshmen just like clicked right away Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't know I I hope so at least that they all Mm -hmm. feel like they're automatically part of the team yeah and I'm gonna try to do the same thing with the novices novices I know they're coming (laughs) so if any novices are listening to this podcast right now just know we're really excited please come talk to me (laughs) I want to I want to know all about you yeah exactly I love novices me too it's been so long since we've had any so Uh, okay 
Um, so I guess the next topic we'll cover is coaching, which you mm -hmm. briefly alluded to. Um, so you coach for your old high school team. I do. Yeah. So how did you get started with that? So I'm from Seattle-ish. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from like 40 minutes outside of Seattle. I live in a, in a city called Sammamish. Um, it's also the name of the club. It's Sammamish Rowing Association. We row on Lake Sammamish. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I'm from. That's where I rode in high school. I rode all four years, sort of. Well, no, I rode for three years. Um, I had to take my senior year off of high school rowing, which sucked. Um, I had a condition called vocal cord dysfunction, where instead of when you breathe in, instead of your vocal cords opening up, mm -hmm. they close and you can't breathe. Oh, uh, wow. And I had to like take the year off to relearn how to breathe. Mm -hmm. My senior year, I was still like, I still wanted to be involved with rowing and I didn't want to just be home alone all the time. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a woman I had done some volunteering for in the past who was now coaching the middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, can I like coach with for you? Mm -hmm. Like, can I work for you? And she was like, well, we can't pay you till you're 18 so you can just come and volunteer and coach. Mm -hmm. And so I was essentially like a volunteer coach slash permanent coxswain for these oh, middle schoolers. Okay. So I helped run workouts. I helped figure out what workouts to do when the water was too bad. I wrangled middle schoolers, which, oh God. That sounds um, hard. I did a lot of, <laughs> it is. I did a lot of coxing, which is actually like really hard. Coxing yeah. is hard. It's like not yeah, easy to do. It is. All for, my, for my five minutes of, or my, not five minutes, 15 minutes of coxing right. like a month ago. Yeah, I was like, it's no, hard. It's not, not easy. for me. So that's how I started coaching. Mm -hmm. And I ended up applying for the, a job as like a real coach mm -hmm. for that summer. And I started coaching um, the Learn to Row program. Mm -hmm. And I was doing Learn to Row and I was doing middle school. And that was so rewarding and it was so much fun and it was so exhausting but I like had a great time um, and they've just asked for me to come back every year since and then at the end of this year when I'm all done I'm gonna be salaried there oh and they're gosh. gonna hire me full-time wow yeah. that's so exciting I love that for you do you think your perspective on the sport has changed since you started coaching oh yeah absolutely yeah. coaching you have to see so many like literally other angles of the sport yeah like what does the boat look like from bow yeah. looking at it from the bow what does right. it look like looking at it from the stern yeah. from the side from whatever so like angle. your literal perspective. literally your perspective is different <laughs> yeah. but it's I've learned so much about like doing it for fun mm -hmm. like I coach a lot of master's programs now yeah. which are um, master's is just anyone who's over 18 mm -hmm. or over collegiate age I've learned so much about these people who like just come to row mm -hmm. three times a week and just bust their asses three times a week and just because they think it's fun like not yeah. because they necessarily want medals or like it, this is just their exercise this is just their workout for the uh -huh. week like i coach this woman named sharon light of my life uh -huh. she's 80 years old <gasps> and still comes and rows three times a week wow and there's like three other people that are like old and retired and they literally yeah. just like come to row to keep their bodies wow. moving how does their back handle that? I know. Because I, I, I feel like I can't at 21. I know. Same. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you're going to be going into something that you absolutely love after college. Because I feel like that's, that's the dream. You know? That's the dream. Okay. 
next up, let's talk about injuries. <laughs> <laughs> My specialty. Yeah. So, I guess I don't know. Like, do you want to start from the beginning? Give a little introduction about your injured life. <laughs> Um, I'm extremely injured in all of the ways. I've like actually been injured as long as I've been an athlete. So when I did soccer and karate, I had a lot of knee and ankle tendonitis because I never learned how to run properly. Mm-hmm. Literally September of my novice year, mm-hmm. um, I tweaked my back doing a 5K prep because we didn't do 6Ks in high school. We did 5Ks. Right, right. Um, so it was like two by 5K, 250 on, 250 off. Like uh-huh. literally looking back, the easiest possible workout ever. But, like, I managed to tweak something. I probably shot my slide or whatever. Mm. Um, And I was just in a lot of pain. And I was out of the sport for four months. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of sitting in the launch in a lot of below freezing weather. (laughs) It was awful. I forget that it's cold other places. Yeah, it's really cold. (laughs) And I came back and I ended up stroking the novice B-boat. And we won. Look at you. Um, Look at you. Sophomore year and junior year, I actually dealt a lot with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I've struggled with depression now since then, since mm-hmm. freshman year of high school, and it's it's a never-ending battle. It's just always there. Yeah. And mental health stuff is really hard, and mm-hmm. it really sucks. I think my coaches tried their best, mm-hmm. but when they're running a team, like there's only so much they can do. Yeah. Then senior year, I had to take off for the vocal cord dysfunction. Yeah. Freshman year full year or freshman, freshman year of college, college. Yeah. freshman college um that year was amazing I got to go to nationals as a freshman that it was pretty was pretty so banging cool. that's so cool um in the four right in the four yeah um at that point I had um IT band friction syndrome in my left knee which oh I gosh. still get sometimes um but that wasn't like debilitating it just hurt mm-hmm. um sophomore to now senior year of rowing i've had various issues with my back mm-hmm. i have a lot of back pain there's not something super wrong with it necessarily like mm-hmm. i i can't say like oh i i fractured or i have a i have a bulge disc disc mm-hmm. <laughs> bulging disc <laughs> i don't have like any discs bulging or like sprain or strain or anything it just like I have scoliosis mm-hmm. um and it hurts and yeah. I have a lot of muscle um imbalances yeah. and then this year especially I've been dislocating my ribs a lot oh my god I didn't <laughs> you know, know that that's <laughs> why I'm switching sides I didn't know it's because you're <laughs> dislocating your ribs because yeah. my scoliosis I have rotoscoliosis with lumbar lordosis yeah for a long time I was yeah forbidden from rowing starboard because really if i'm already twisting to i'm twisting my body to the left uh-huh. which is the way my um the rotation in my scoliosis yeah. has me go if i had rowed starboard i'd be stuck way over here uh. and so port actually helps me straighten out go okay. to the other side a little bit but yeah. now it's too much and i need to go back go back hmm. interesting yeah right yeah are you like are you looking forward to being done with rowing and not being pain anymore yes yeah yeah i actually like I was working with um, Lee from Optimum Peak Fitness. <laughs> plug okay. plug for them. You <laughs> okay. don't have to. I don't care. <laughs> um, it's in Sammamish. No one, or in Redmond, in Seattle. Well, but anyone like, who's there, yeah, I guess highly go check recommend. it out. Um, but he actually like had me doing a whole bunch of exercises that I've never done before, and mm-hmm. I like, my, I didn't have any back pain. Wow. <laughs> which I've never had. Yeah. I, my back is hurt yeah. for eight years now. Yeah. So. That was. I'm really excited to keep working with him and mm-hmm. hopefully not be in pain anymore. But yes, yeah. as much as I love the sport, I'm really 
really looking forward to finishing off the next yeah four and a half months and being done yeah where do you know when to draw the line between keep going and I need to stop excellent very good question um I am very very aware of my body mm -hmm. because of all of the injuries I've had I've like de developed a really good sense of body awareness mm -hmm. um so I like know how much is too much mm -hmm. um like I can I can pretty much tell you like to the minute like this is too much mm -hmm. um but fortunately Colin and Kim have been really supportive and Charlotte of course um have been really supportive in allowing me to like set my boundaries this year of like um I can't erg for more than 10 minutes and I'm like yeah. okay whatever do as much as you can and mm -hmm. then get off Communicate with your coaches. This is like, it's so much easier to like yeah. have a good relationship with them. Definitely. And it's so much easier on, on the coaches end and on the athletes end when they like know what's going on yeah. and like can, can solve a problem together. And if you did tell them and they don't care, that's a, that's a different problem. You have a problem. Right. <laughs> when I was also doing my light research mm -hmm. about you, um, I saw on your profile on the website that you won newcomer of the year as I a did. freshman. I did. And um, I just wanted to ask you about that, like kind of your reflections of like where you are now. So my freshman year is like, it's such a wild thing to think about. Like I came in after having not rode for a year mm -hmm. and like I was super out of shape because I literally couldn't breathe and so I couldn't do any cardio. Mm -hmm. And I just came in and I was like, I'm going to be out of shape and I'm just, it's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Like whatever. If mm -hmm. I end up slowest on the team, I end up slowest on the team. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> I was slowest on the team. We did the 8K at the beginning of the year, and I was yeah, literally the last one the done. 8K. I got lapped several times on the two-mile run, and it just, like, I was like, okay, well, this is my own fault. I didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Or, well, it wasn't really my fault, but, like, this this is the outcome of the situation mm -hmm. that I was in. And I was like, whatever. Okay, I'm at the bottom. This is fine. Mm -hmm. I have to relearn how to row. I haven't done this in a while. I have to figure out what stroke they want. Mm -hmm. Like, all this stuff. I'm getting more in shape and more in shape, and then I'm like... I don't want to be on the bottom anymore. I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I would look at the person next to me. I was like, I'm going to beat them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to beat this person. I'm going to beat this person. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up like top 10 ergs. Okay. <laughs> or like, I think it was ended up like fifth or something. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so much easier to look at the person next to you yes. and be like, okay, they're pulling two splits faster than uh -huh. me. I can do, the, I, I can do yes. two splits. That's a split. No, easy. That's yeah. fine. That's totally fine. Also, one of the big things I learned that year was like in, in high school, we had to do like 500 meter by 500 meter mm -hmm. plans for all of our erg tests. Mm -hmm. And that gave me so much anxiety because I'd for, be like, like you did that for your 5k. Yeah. That's, that's for me. I know. I, I don't know. I, I don't I know. know. I couldn't do it like that. But like, because I was so out of shape and mm -hmm. didn't know what my body was capable of. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm just going to like, I didn't, I still go into erg test with like, I don't know. I'm going to pull. It's just going to be what it is. And high school is so like, if I wasn't pulling a 157 there and I was pulling like it's a 158 so or 159, I was like, well, n now I'm never going to make it. I'm never yeah. going to do it. And then I would just get slower and slower and more anxious and more anxious. And yeah. it's just so much easier to be like, oh, I'll just do what I can do. Yeah. So that, that like mindset and that mentality really helped me through mm -hmm. freshman year. I ended up seat racing into the four. Mm -hmm. I'd ended up going to Dadville's and mm -hmm. NCAAs that yeah. year, our last team NCAAs before we switched to D1. But yeah, it, like those, those races were so rewarding and it mm -hmm. was so much fun to like, like my boat was all seniors and me uh -huh. and it was so much fun to like spend time with these people I had barely gotten to know yeah. before they left. Yeah.
Okay, so do you think the winning that award had an impact on the way you saw yourself in the coming years? Yes, yeah. for sure. It like definitely set the, set the standards high. Yeah. The coaches were really proud of me and they mm-hmm. like knew, they now knew what I was capable of and yeah. expected a lot of from me mm-hmm. winning the award. I was like, okay, maybe I am good at this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like, I never got to be like validated like that in high mm-hmm. school. Are you a big words of affirmation person? Yeah. 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 Do you feel like that put pressure on you the following year or do you feel like it was more of an encouragement? I think it was an encouragement because mm-hmm. like I still don't know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Like I had reached a peak, but who knows if there could have been more yeah. if I hadn't been injured, if mm-hmm. I if COVID didn't happen, like who knows where I could have been by the end of that. Yeah. So I think it was super encouraging. Like yeah, it's it's hard like having those high expectations on you but I personally thrive when people are like yeah I think you can do it or like yeah I think you're capable of x yeah so I'm like okay great I'll do it absolutely whatever I know um I feel like yeah it it always means so much just to have like that feeling of like the whole team is right. backing you up like yeah. they're behind you and they're like yeah we want you to succeed exactly. I feel like that feels so good and that is such a huge reason to be on a team and like even do this because people ask me all the time they're like why do you do that why do you wake up so early I feel like I would hate that whatever but I there's 30 people saying like yeah you got this we're we're pulling just as hard as you are exactly so we're gonna do a little bit of personal rowing insights so what is your favorite thing about rowing I love that you can only push harder. In rowing, there's one thing you can do and it's push harder. Mm-hmm. You can really feel exactly how much energy you're putting in mm. to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any rowing pet peeves? Rush. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone hates it. Yeah. It literally is bad. Everyone feels bad when the boat is rushing. Yeah. So. Rowing pet peeves. Especially as a stroke because you stroke a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. I have a couple. Mm-hmm. My pet peeve about the sport is that it's like so easy to get injured. Yeah. I wish there was a way to like prevent some of that, but mm-hmm. you know, there's only so much to do. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that's a pet peeve. I feel like that's just a it's just life a problem. <laughs> yeah, it is like a major glaring um, problem. About also, rowing. about another glaring problem about about rowing uh-huh. i hate how like white it is like yes. as i am extremely white Absolutely. but like i grew up in a fairly diverse area like a lot of almost all my friends growing up were like mm-hmm. indian or east asian mm-hmm. of some sort um and it felt really weird like joining a sport where everyone's white mm-hmm. and it's especially like on the club level because it's so expensive like yeah. that cost is like so prohibitive for people who mm. like just can't afford it or yeah. like yeah it's, it's not just, it's not economically diverse right. or racially diverse right plug rowing and color yeah because they're amazing and yeah. they do so much for like building diversity in the sport Absolutely. and i think that's that's another glaring problem that needs to be addressed yeah. in rowing rowing and color is a another podcast yes. about rowing about rowing yeah um minor pet peeves i don't i it bothers me when people like say they're putting an effort and they're not Mm. yeah because I feel like that really breaks down the trust right and I think a lot of rowing is trust yes when you're in a boat with however many other people yeah so yeah was there ever a time you wanted to quit rowing and if so what made you stay several times 
Yeah, actually. Like, I mean, I feel like with your injury situation, like yeah. a lot of people would just be like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, rowing has been the main of my existence and the love of my life for mm-hmm. a very long time. Yeah. Um, in high school, my junior year, I was really struggling uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, I approached one of, I was on the experience team, but I approached one of the novice coaches, like, mm-hmm. hey, what do I do if I feel like I want to quit? Mm-hmm. And we, like, had a long conversation about that. I don't yeah. remember what it was anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there were only a couple more months left in the season, and I think I just, like, wanted to see it through. Mm-hmm. And then senior year, when I took off, I, I quit, sort mm-hmm. of. There were air quotes there. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this um, non, <laughs> non, non-visual, non-visual podcast. podcast yeah. um, it gave me a lot of, it made me miss rowing. Like, it made me realize, like, how much mm-hmm. I loved the sport, even if I didn't necessarily love the team. Yeah. Or, like, this, the situation I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really missed it. And it was, I really missed, like, the movement of it. And I missed mm-hmm. being in a boat on the water and, like all of those things and then being in collegiate rowing there have been definitely been times that I've been frustrated but I don't Mm -hmm. think I've necessarily wanted to quit yeah I like I've actually talked to a lot of people recently because I'm so burnt out of Mm -hmm. online school that like if I wasn't rowing I would have dropped out of college Mm. so rowing is literally (laughs) allowing me to complete my degree right now yeah I also thought about that um at a certain point like this was like beginning of COVID. I was like, because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I'm gonna take a gap year yeah. until online school stops," because like I don't really want to learn this way. And I thought about it, but I was like, "Well, I don't know. I then can't. I can't row. really leave the team." So like, yeah, like, yeah. Especially like, I guess I'll stay. I am a big believer in like the whole distance makes the heart grow fonder thing. Mm. Like if you if you are a person feeling like you want to quit, mm. take a couple days off, yeah. and like if you feel better then stay out but if you like by like the third day or whatever and you're just itching to go back on the water like Mm -hmm. clearly you still love the sport and like there's something that brings you back once people are burnt out there's like or like not enjoying it anymore it's really just not fun yeah it's no fun for anyone um so I'm I'm a big believer in like taking a little bit of time off and Mm -hmm. seeing like how you really feel about that but it's like with COVID that's like doing that all I want to do is go on the water right now. What are some things that you feel like you've sacrificed for for rowing? Everything. Everything. There's <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like you do everything so that you can do the sport and then you yeah. hate that you do the sport because you can't do anything. Uh-huh. My roommates and I got in a big fight mm-hmm. sophomore year because they're like, you don't spend any time with us, all you do mm-hmm. is row. And I think like that made me really take a look back and yeah. like think about what I wanted my priorities to be. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed the quality of my homework <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but but you're know. still getting mm-hmm. those degrees. Got, so. Getting the degree, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, um, what, do you, what do you feel like you've gained though? Everything. What are, what, yeah. <laughs> I've lost everything uh-huh. and I've gained, gained everything. everything. Like this sport is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can picture nothing else but to like be involved in this sport for the rest of my life like if I was an official or if Uh I just came to watch races or coached part-time like I would I would have to be involved somehow Mm -hmm. like I love the the beauty of being out in nature every day Mm -hmm. I love an excuse to go outside I love like 
the sound of the bubbles underneath the boat. Wow. Like, Teresa said that. I was like, I've never noticed that. You said it too. So it's a thing. I I'll, guess I, I'll point it out I to you next I guess I time. really need to start listening more. I don't know. I love the sounds that the boats make. Uh-huh. I love that I have built-in friends. Mm-hmm. I love, like, this team really got me through my freshman year because yeah. everyone was just super friendly and was like, yeah, come hang out with us. You, mm-hmm. you don't know anyone here. Just come hang yeah. out with the team. Like, this team has given me so much of, like, my closest friends, like mm-hmm. Kiana. I never would have met her if we, were, yeah. if we weren't rowing. I have such an appreciation for my body and like I've learned so much about my body and like how to treat it better Mm -hmm. and how to treat my mind better and I've learned so much about mental toughness and physical toughness and like trusting people and how much you have to give yourself up to others in order to be able to push farther yourself. Mm -hmm. Something that's interesting that I picked up on so you said okay so you had to sacrifice everything Mm -hmm. but you also gained everything. Right. Um, Like that gives me very religious vibes if you yeah. know what i mean like i mean yeah. not in the sense i'm not saying Rowing you're religious, is my religion. But, yeah like i didn't <laughs> want to say that because i'm like that's so no, I know what you easy mean. like I, you know but um but like this is something so huge that gives a lot of meaning to your life right. in the way that you know whatever religion spirituality right. does um so yeah i would just picked up on those vibes yeah I no know. i yeah i see that i connecting yeah. the dots yeah so okay, I hadn't thought about um, it that way before. Last thing mm-hmm. before we get into our crew tats countdown. Countdown. Um, so we've talked a lot about rowing, but yep. you do have a life outside of rowing. Do I? So what are what are some of your other interests? Because I know you have other I interests. I do. I do have other interests. Yeah. Um, I play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your favorites? <laughs> um, I've played a lot of World of Warcraft. Okay. I've played a lot of League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like anything <laughs> about video games, so I'm sorry. They're like the typical can... nerdy games. Oh, okay. I, it's just like my bonding activity with yeah. my friends is mm-hmm. playing video games. Yeah. Um, it was also my bonding activity with my dad for a while. Aww. We played World of Warcraft together. That's sweet. I cross-stitch. Cross-stitch. <laughs> yeah. Fibercraft. Yeah. Um, that's like my, my idle hands yeah. thing. I just like... I don't necessarily do it for the art. I just do it so I have something to do. Yeah. But I love doing it, and it's really fun. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then really uh, we will move into our crew chats. It's always so hard for me to say. Crew, crew chats, chats countdown. countdown. These are our 10 rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, just to get to know a little bit more about you at the end of our podcast. So, number one, um, what is your favorite rowing memory? Like, Weera freshman yeah. year was like one of the most fun, so fun races I've ever had. Everyone I talked to from this club, like from our class. Yes, Weera. Like I say, what's your favorite memory? And they'll be like, Weera. Yeah. Because it was awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> For everyone. So we ended up like the whole team swept second at that race. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. And I like relive it, it was every amazing. once in a while when I'm sad. Um, okay. Number two, what is your favorite seat to row? Stroke or yeah. six. Yeah. Or well, I guess seven or five now. Anyone in stern four. So why do you like steering four so much as okay. opposed to bow four? Um, I learned to row in stroke seat, mm-hmm. as you did. Yeah, I did too. Um, I love stroking. It's so much fun mm-hmm. to like, I'm a very rhythmic person. And so yeah. I just get really into the rhythm of the boat. Mm-hmm. I like talking to the coxswain. I like. Me too. It's just fun. It's a party up there. Well, I like talking to the coxswain about like, okay, what? Well, how can we improve? Mm-hmm. But I also, it's fun to shoot yeah. the shit. And they like. They, well, sometimes they ask you, yeah. oh, what, do you what do you feel? Yeah. What do you think? And yeah. I'm like, oh, I feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> um, recently, I've been loving six because 
Um, it hurts my back a little less. I will really enjoy seven seat once I get good at starboard. Mm -hmm. um, I just need more time. Yeah. I don't Exciting know. I stuff. like being in like that stern three where mm -hmm. you can where you have a lot of impact in the boat. Yes. Me too. Um, okay, number three, a misconception about rowing that you'd like to debunk. It's not an arm sport. Yeah. It's a leg sport. <laughs> it's not an arm sport. Yeah. Number four, what do you like to eat before practice? Um, I don't usually eat like a whole lot. Obviously, uh -huh. you have to fuel before practice. Yeah. I usually so have like an apple sauce meal. and half a protein bar. Yeah. But after practice, yeah. that's when the, the feast begins. Meal. Yeah, exactly. Uncrustables, clutch. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite post-practice snack from the nutrition okay. table? The original snack that my dad makes fun of me for because yeah. it's for children is chocolate soy milk and Uncrustable yeah. and an applesauce. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, so it's delicious good. and nutritious. It is a kid's meal, but it is good. Yes. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, number six. Um, what is your pre-race or yeah pre-race or pre-erg test pump-up song? My pre-2K song is Drum Machine. Uh huh. Just because it's a banger. Okay. Pre-race especially sprint race is elevate it's from the spider-man um into the spider-verse soundtrack okay okay a, like the chorus has gotta go hard i gotta elevate that's like um, it's like it's, it's just rowing you know, rowing, you know? You know? Yeah. i've been in really into k-pop recently oh so right. i think two big hype songs right now are like by stray kids like god's menu a banger mm -hmm. um domino that one always gets me hyped. okay six k's or two k's two k's yeah I feel like that's kind I'm of self-explanatory. I don't I'm know. People, people who love 6Ks, they're a different breed. Yeah. So. I Okay, hot take. I like doing 2Ks. Like, I enjoy it. Mm, that is a hot take. Hot take. I just, I'm a sprinter. It's what I do. I throw up, so. At. I know. How could I like Did it? you throw up after the one in the fall? No. Good job. I was, but, well, the thing is, I did have to run out. I was on the verge. But I did throw up during the 6K. Or not during, after the 6K. Yeah. So. We just, we gotta, we gotta fix that. Would, I don't know how. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fixable. I don't think I can fix it. <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. I'll do some research. Well, I mean, for you. I I have looked so. I've done internet <laughs> research. Okay, I sent a I sent a screenshot to Kiana of my Google search history, and it was like <laughs> how not to throw up after. How do, why do I always throw up after working out hard? Why? <laughs> and one of them was why do people want to work out to the point where they throw up? <laughs> It was just like all these things like throw up, GI, intestinal problems, like working out. Yeah. So when my rowing career ends, like I'm hoping that my barf era ends. It's not the flop era. I'm, it's the I'm barf in my era. barf era. <laughs> so yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, number eight, fours or eights. I my entire collegiate career has been spent in fours yeah. and I love them but I'm sick of them. Hmm. So you're saying eight? Yeah. Okay. Number nine. What would you say to someone interested in trying rowing? Do it. Yeah. There's a lot Just of. Do it. Um, you can try it for a day things, mm -hmm. or you can try it like especially like not in the collegiate. Mm -hmm. Starting in collegiate rowing is really hard. Like props to you. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> you did not. Well, did you know what you were getting into when you were in eighth grade? No. Yeah. No, you did it. Um, now you're here. Yeah, I am. However many years later. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like row for a day, row for a month, mm -hmm. row for a couple weeks, and I just I highly recommend it. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, okay, my last question is, what's one thing you would recommend this week? This week. It can be anything. Take care of yourself. 
Yeah. Do some self-care. Go listen to some good music and take a walk outside in the sun. That's good. Do, do something that brings you joy in this mm-hmm. time of, in these, in these unprecedented times. Okay. I hate that word so much. <laughs> Me too. I'm like over it it's not unprecedented anymore no, it's if it's been going on for two yeah. years yeah it's it's not unprecedented no, it's anymore just, it just isn't um one thing that i recommend this week is crossword puzzles yes because okay so on sunday i went to the bookstore and i picked up a copy of the new york times because mm-hmm. i was going to make a collage with it but it also comes with the crossword mm-hmm. puzzle i love doing the minis every day um but i wanted to do the full and they're really challenging <laughs> I mean, to people who do them a lot, they're probably not challenging. Right. And there's so many references that, like, you yeah. have to know. A lot of stuff, I'm like, okay, I just wouldn't know that, so I do have to Google. Yes. But um, I was really proud of myself for finishing it. Good job. And um, I would recommend it to people who like puzzles and stuff like yes. that. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, me for this you. podcast this episode. Is there anything that you want to plug, like any social media or something else? Um... No. You've already made some plugs, made some plugs. during during the podcast. So, <laughs> Go listen to K-pop. K-pop. K-pop's yeah. fun. K-pop. K-pop, rowing in color, and your personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and um, I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye. Bye.